You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, what is happening with all of you guys out there? I hope you are having a great day so far listening to our show, probably at 4 p.m. on Thursday because that's when we usually broadcast, although when we do our recordings it's usually the day before um because you know your girl is pretty pretty busy nowadays with school and university and all that good stuff so speaking of that in case you are a university of guelph student and you are listening to this right now so i just want to give a big shout out to you yes you because this ain't no easy task and i know a lot of people say that oh you are a student Oh, that's easy. Studying is easy. But listen, man, it takes a lot of hard work, dedication, and discipline to stay on top of your work. So if you are a student and you are listening to this right now, let me just congratulate you because you truly do deserve it. And I just want to acknowledge the fact that you are indeed working hard, my friend, and that you got this. I know we're only in the second week of the semester, but listen, you got this. And it might be getting tough, Little by little, and assignments might be cumulating one after another. But listen to me, my friend. You got this, okay? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted to say because uh, I see a lot of people around me just um, feeling overwhelmed, you could say, and uh, saying, like before they would say that they were going to do a lot of things this semester, but then they will forget about it because they see the amount of workload that is just there with the courses that they're taking. And I totally understand that. But listen, you just have to take a deep breath, relax, and just keep reminding yourself that you got this because that's honestly the truth and you should never forget that. So there's that. That was your daily slash weekly dose of motivation. And speaking of motivational stuff and stuff that you need to hear uh, with regards to how you should how you should conduct yourself throughout the day so that you take care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally. I have a very um, interesting news update in terms of combat sports and especially mixed martial arts that I actually just read about before I came to the studio. And I think it's really important to talk about these type of stuff. So that's the first thing that we're going to be talking about today. It's a news update about one of my all-time favorite mixed martial artists, the one and only Jacare Sosa. Ronaldo Jacare Sosa who uh, used to fight for the middleweight division at the UFC and was a very very dangerous guy in his weight division and I recently read a news article about him and um, the interview that was done with them and I'm going to briefly discuss that today on this show because what I read in that article really did touch me and I really do feel like it will be beneficial for everybody who's listening to the show right now for me to talk about what Jacare was talking about and to just talk about the issue. I know this is like super big right now, but you will you will um, figure out in a matter of um, a few minutes what I'm going to be talking about. So yes, uh, I'm just going to put it there. So yeah, I'm going to be talking about what Jacare was talking about in that interview that he had and uh, what sort of implications it has for real life. So da-da-da suspense yeah there you go 
So that's what I really want to point out today and uh, briefly discuss because you know when I start talking about something I just lose track of time and especially if I'm passionate about something and this um, subject matter is very very important as well so I hope I discuss it efficiently and concisely and also just um, uh, take care of time as well but other than that uh, if we do have extra time left uh, we're going to be briefly reminiscing about the fight card that took place in Vancouver on Saturday of course, it was headlined the, the UFC fight card. That is the fight card that I'm talking about. I know we're kind of biased towards the UFC, but it's not our fault because the UFC is scheduling fights like fight nights week after week. So that's great for fight fans. And uh, that's mostly what we talk about here on TKO. Although I will try to find some other fight cards, for example, from Bellator and uh, other MMA organizations and uh, martial arts organizations overall and um, try to break those fight cards down as well on TKO but like I said the only reason why we talk about the UFC mostly like most of the time is because the UFC schedules a lot of fight cards throughout the throughout the month almost every week so um yeah we ha we have a lot to say about those fight cards so like i was saying if we have time we're going to be reminiscing about the f ufc fight card that took place over this past weekend headlined by the great fight between donald cowboy cerrone and justin gaethje so yeah, I, f I watched the whole fight card and I hope you guys did as well. I know a lot of people underestimate the regular, should I say regular, fight cards that are um, not numbered pay-per-view fight cards by the UFC because people say, man, like it's not going to be a superstar fighting on the card, but no, you shouldn't ever think that because that means that those fight night cards are featured and stacked with a lot of young and up-and-coming talent and you need to watch out for those people you still need to watch those fights so because of that very reason i watched the fight card and the whole main card i watched it for the first time especially because it was happening early on throughout the night it was happening at 8 p.m so I, I was actually awake and i could properly pay attention to the fights and thoroughly analyze them myself so that was great i watched a whole fight card and i was purely entertained and amazed by just people's talents their skills and the way uh, honestly they were fighting and how it essentially contributes to the whole sport of mma evolving Honestly, I know that's a lot to say for just one fight card, but I honestly saw that before my own eyes when I watched this fi uh, fight card that was happening in Vancouver. So like I said, if we have time, we're going to be briefly reminiscing about that fight card. And also in terms of breakdowns, because you guys already know, we usually try to have uh, at least one fight to break down uh, on the show every week. This week, we're going to be breaking down the fight card that is happening, again, the UFC fight card that is happening in Mexico City, and it's going to be headlined by the phenomenal bout, a featherweight bout, actually, between Mexico's very own Yair Rodriguez, the Taekwondo black belt, Yair Rodriguez, and he's going to be fighting off against the former title contender, Jeremy Stevens and I think he was at some point the interim featherweight champion at the UFC as well so that just makes it m even more exciting so that is our main event for UFC fight night in Mexico City uh, which is coming up this upcoming Saturday 
And again, it is happening at 8 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. So that's great again. I love this because, like I said, if it's happening late at night, then I honestly can't open my eyes and pay attention to the fights. And I usually just doze off. But this is great. I love the way the UFC is doing their stuff nowadays. So that's awesome. Okay, so that's pretty much what we have lined up for today. Um, actually, disclaimer, last week, I totally forgot forgot about this important fight, this important boxing fight that was happening um, over this past weekend. I don't know why I didn't bring it up because it wasn't really marketed for some reason, although it was super surprising to me because... Tyson Fury was fighting over this past weekend. Yes, Tyson Fury, the lineal um, heavyweight champion. Um, uh, I was going to say at the UFC, but no. No, UFC needs to <laughs> step away right now. We're talking about boxing. So Tyson Fury, a guy that has never been defeated inside the ring, inside the boxing ring. He was fighting over this past weekend against Ukraine's very own Otto uh, out of Wallin, and uh, it was a great fight. So I'm really sorry to all the boxing fans out there who do actually tune into TKO because I I knew the fight was happening, but I didn't know that the fight was actually happening this this past weekend. But I did watch it. I watched the whole fight, and um, yeah, again, if we have time, uh, we're going to be talking about that fight as well. It was an interesting fight, uh, especially for Tyson Fury because. You know, things didn't... I mean, I might as well just talk about it right now. What the heck, okay. Because Tyson Fury, he had very good openings in that fight. But I feel like he got unlucky because early on, if you guys watched the fight, then you probably know what happened to Tyson Fury. Because in the... I believe it was in the second or the third round that he was cut with a really nasty shot that cut his um, whole eyebrow. And so because of that, because of that horrible cut... Um, obviously they kept bleeding and it wasn't too nice for Tyson Fury, of course. And so he couldn't really see his, uh, his opponent properly. And that cut was almost distracting him from focusing on the fight and what he needs to do next. So yes, for the middle rounds, you could say he wasn't really doing well. And, uh, Otto Wallin, he was doing most of the work for those middle rounds. But then I would say after like the eighth. Uh, eighth round or so, Tyson Fury picked up the pace and then uh, Otto Wallin, he started tiring out. Although he was still pr putting a lot of pressure on Tyson Fury, even at that point, but Tyson Fury, because he wasn't really doing a lot in those middle rounds, so he just picked up the pace because he still had a lot of energy in him. So he picked up the pace and he started charging forward towards Otto Wallin. So although Tyson Fury won that fight in the end, it it was a very tough fight for Tyson Fury because of his injury, first of all, and also because of the way the fight was conducted throughout the whole uh, 12 rounds. So a lot of people were arguing that Tyson Fury was uh, supposed to lose that fight. Like they couldn't believe that the judges gave the fight to Tyson Fury at the end. But you know, Tyson Fury did what he had to do, and I'm not really sure if, if he could have done more at that at that point of, of um, his um, fight because he was seriously cut. His eyebrow looked really nasty, and um, the only thing that the cut man would do was to, was to just put a lot of Vaseline, like a whole clump of Vaseline on his eyebrow. And when you have that nasty cut, the Vaseline 
ain't gonna cut it so you have to do something about it so I still do admire the fact that Tyson Fury kept pushing through and did what he had to do to still win this fight although it wasn't a super dominant performance by Tyson Fury but he did what he had to do to win this fight so that's all I have to say about that fight between Tyson Fury and Otto Wallin. Okay, and we don't really know what's next for Tyson Fury at this point. We just have to wait and see what is going to happen between um, Andy Ruiz Jr., the current WBA, WBO, IBF, and IBO heavyweight champion of the world, and um, the upcoming fight that he has in December against the former uh, heavyweight champion in boxing, Anthony Joshua. So I feel like whoever is going to win that fight will probably get Tyson Fury next. Or if not, then Tyson Fury will probably get another fight, a rematch um, against Deontay Wilder, who's the current WBC champion in um, heavyweight boxing. Either way, big things are awaiting Tyson Fury, and um, it, it's nice, and it's okay. Every now and then, you might not always have the most dominating performance in your professional career. You know, stuff does happen, but I just hope for those big fights, he actually j does train well, and... Uh, you know, uh, it's hard to say that he needs to be more cautious in, a, in his fight so that he doesn't get caught and um, doesn't sustain injuries throughout the fight because those things you can't really predict, right? But I just hope things go well and uh, we do get to see a very exciting fight between Tyson Fury and either one of those guys that I just talked about. So that's all I have to say about that. Now, um, yes, uh, as I promised in the beginning, I really do want to talk about that um, interview article that I read about um, Jacare Sosa. So like I said, Jacare Sosa, uh, for some reason, has always been one of my all-time mixed martial artists, um, at least fighting in the UFC. He fights for the middleweight division in the UFC. For for the past, um, I should say, like four or five years, he's been doing great. I feel like he's been at the top of his um, game for the past five years. But, you know, like every fighter, you have your ups and downs. And it's totally okay, in my opinion, especially if we're talking mixed martial arts, because you can always, unless you're Khabib Nurmagomedov, which is a true exception. Like, we don't want to talk about Khabib because Khabib is 29-0 and 0 and uh, he's been undefeated for his whole professional career. So let's just put Khabib out of the equation. But generally speaking, when you're fighting mixed martial arts, it's totally okay to have your ups and downs, to have um, win streaks and then one loss. Or, you know, it's totally okay to have losses on your professional record. But the thing is, for the past um, recent fights that Jacare Soso has had... He had like he he been trying his best, but unfortunately he had been losing those fights against his opponents. And so what I read in this article was that Jacare. So the last time that Jacare Sosa fought was in April of this past year, so a few months ago. That was his last fight, and unfortunately he lost that fight. So what I read read was that Jacare Sosa that loss really did affect him mentally. And that um, it, it would get to a point that Jacare, even on his way to the gym, he would just start crying and to just uh, he would say to himself, what am I even doing? Is this really even purposeful anymore? Like I've been fighting for so long and yet I couldn't fight for the title. Is this really worth it? So on and so forth. And to me personally, this is really important because as a grown man and as a fighter, as a mixed martial artist, 
everybody would think that you're this tough person and um, you're always supposed to have this tough mentality and uh, oh you're not supposed to break under pressure and whatever they would say right but this is really important and I feel like we need to talk about this more because someone like Jacques Ray, someone who is regarded as one of the most dangerous people in the octagon is coming out and saying these stuff about his mental health and it's actually opening up to the whole world, to the fans, to other fighters, to the whole MMA community. And I really do appreciate that about him because we need to do this more often. It's not like it's just... Um, uh, limited to, to fighters or just um, regular people, this stuff does happen to everybody. And I'm sure everybody has been experiencing, uh, if not themselves, but has seen other people um, go through things with their um, uh, emotions and mental health. And I really do appreciate Jacare opening up to us, at least, and just talking about how he's been feeling for the past few months. And that the fact he also mentioned that he's been seeking therapy and that he's been feeling much better ever since he's been doing therapy. So that's awesome for Jacare. And uh, I just wanted to say this right now because I know a, a lot of people will probably, not a lot of people, not to, you know, brag about my show, but if, even if you are listening to this right now through whatever way you're listening to this, if it's online or if it's through CFRU 93.3 FM, if you, however you're listening to this right now, I just want to let you know that you're not alone and that there are people out there who are probably going through the same thing. So please, please do talk to people if you are experiencing problems. And it's okay because there will always be people around you who will love you and support you for who you are, what sort of things you are going through. Just please open up and um, just try to talk about your feelings because there will always be problems, problems and solutions to that. So once again, I want to give a big, sh I want to give Jacare Sosa a very, very big shout out for doing what he did um, uh, in that interview and for just being totally honest about his um, emotions and feelings. And um, I really, really do appreciate that. And speaking of Jacare, Jacare will be coming back into the octagon in November. And he also said that he'll be moving on to light heavyweight now instead of middleweight. Instead of 185 pounds, he'll be moving up to 205 pounds. And um, again, he said that um, this will be uh, good for him physically and mentally and emotionally because that weight cutting that he would have to go through would be really, really tough for him, and especially because he's getting older. He, I believe he's about 40 years old now. So he said that by moving up a weight division, it, it, has, it will probably help him a lot with um, a lot of the things that he was experiencing, a lot of the issues that he was experiencing prior to his fights, things that could have been... Um, confounding factors to his um, success and performance um, throughout his fight so hopefully well first of all we'll see how this goes and um, if he says that it's been going great for him so far then sure why not like I feel like a lot of fighters should also pay attention to this because sometimes as fighters and athletes you just you know, you because a lot of people are doing uh, things a certain way, you also feel obligated to do it the same way. But that doesn't always hold hold true. You always have to do what's best for you personally. So this is definitely what Jacare is doing. So like I said, he'll be moving up to 205 and he'll be fighting Jan Blakovic. And man, listen, that's going to be a great fight because Jan Blakovic is um, one of the top contenders in that weight division. 
And the fact that we have Jacare Sosa, who's one of the deadliest um, grapplers and um, jiu-jitsu practitioners in the whole uh, roster of UFC right now. And um, he has been one of the most dangerous guys in the UFC for the past decade, I would say. He is moving up, and I cannot wait to see what he's going to do in light heavyweight against Jan Blakovic. So there's that. And I hope the message actually did hit home for you guys and that... Um, yeah, I just feel like it's really important to talk about these things, especially when it comes to mental health and um, sports, because I know a lot of people um, need to hear that talk for sure. All right. So there is that. Um, not that I got that. Um, I-, I talked about that already. I feel so much better because now I, with an ease of mind, I can actually talk about the fight breakdown that I have lined up for, for you guys for this episode, which is the fight between Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens. In New Mexico, no, not New Mexico. What am I saying? In Mexico City, in Mexico. And this fight is going to be huge. You already know it because Yair Rodriguez, you know, he's the hometown boy. He's Mexican. And of course, the whole crowd will be rooting for him. And uh, I feel like Jeremy Stevens is the type of guy that does not fear adversity, especially if he's the type of guy that would come in and is considered the big underdog uh, because the whole crowd will be rooting for his opponent. I feel like that actually energizes him and um, uh, fuels him even more because that's just the type of person that Jeremy Stevens is. Regardless of where he's fighting, who he's fighting, he's still a brawler and uh, he will come out guns blazing. That's just the type of person and fighter Jeremy Stevens is. So talking about the fight itself, this fight is going to be really interesting because Yaya Rodriguez, we all know, like I said in the beginning of the show, he's a black belt in Taekwondo. And so the way he throws kicks while he's uh, fighting standing up with his opponents is as if he's just throwing a regular jab, okay? That's how good he is with his kicks. So instead of throwing a lot of, um, um, you know, um, arm combinations, he will throw a lot of leg combinations that are actually pretty effective. And um, the thing is, he's the, I feel like he's the only person who can actually do this currently in the whole UFC because of his extensive background in Taekwondo. And it's just, it comes so natural to him. So this is why he keeps doing it over and over. And um, this is actually good because when you think about it, when you are throwing kicks towards your opponents rather than jabs, then you can use your arms in the meanwhile to protect your temple and your whole head while you're using your legs as your weapon. And this will also allow you to have your opponent um, stand at a, at a, a longer distance from you because when you do want to throw leg kicks, you definitely do need to have a certain distance between yourself and your opponent. So by doing a lot of leg kicks, Yair Rodriguez uh, just naturally creates that distance, that safe distance between himself and his opponent. And that's great because it will be really hard for Jeremy Stevens to close the distance un- unless he just charges forward with full on speed. He will. He wouldn't really be able to throw counter punches towards Yaya Rodriguez's head, unless, like I said, he just comes towards him with no fear and just full on speed, so that he completely shocks Yaya Rodriguez. That's the only way that he can do it. Or uh, Jeremy Stevens can um, uh, change the momentum of the fight for his own advantage. And he can do that by charging forward first when the fight starts. So that when he does get his hands on Yaya Rodriguez, he's able to take him down and um, try to dominate over him through ground and pound. Or he can also try to just um, hold him in... um, 
in a bottom position and try to potentially grapple with them and, um, you know, sweep uh, different submission submission positions with them so that he's still pretty dominant in um, in this bout against Yaya Rodriguez. I feel like that's the only way that Jeremy Stevens is only going to win this fight against Yaya Rodriguez, especially because physically speaking, Jeremy Stevens is actually a bit shorter than Yaya Rodriguez. So if he if he is able to take down um, Yaya Rodriguez and do all the things that I just mentioned, then things will definitely be in his, in his advantage. And he can easily control the fight and um, have total octagon control if he's able to secure those takedowns early on. And if not, like I said, it's it's going to be tricky um, because, yeah, yeah, Rodriguez, he's probably going to control the fight standing up, if not taken down by Jeremy Stevens. So, it, it is a bit tricky when you think about it, just statistically and just predicting how each person is going, going to behave and fight on fight night. But like I, like I always say, you can never really predict what's going to happen in a mixed martial arts fight unless you actually watch it because there's so many things that can, that can go into a fight. Uh, mentality is one thing, confidence is another. And a fighter might might be fighting one style for the longest time and they they could just easily change their style and go completely unorthodox against their opponent and just do something that we've never expected before that's always possible actually the most successful fighters in mixed martial arts you know guys that we guys and girls that we regard as one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time people like john jones people like I, I even want to say Amanda Nunes, you know, people like that, people who come into the octagon and uh, don't always fight the same way and are able to uh, change and adapt to what is ahead. They are mostly successful. And I, I because of that reason, I can't really predict, per se, what each person is going to do. But, you know, based on how each person has fought in the past, this is how we predict the fight is going to go down, at least in this case, between Yaya Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens. And also another factor comes into play, and that is the fact that Yaya Rodriguez hasn't really fought for the past few months. So depending on how he's been training for this particular fight, he might actually come into the ring with quote-unquote ring rust, meaning that he still needs to have a warm-up fight before he's fully um, able to perform to to the level that he had been fighting at before. So again, all those factors play into this fight, and we can't really say for sure what's going to happen in this fight. But what I can tell you for sure is that it's going to be a very, very exciting fight just because of the fact that both of these guys are badasses and uh, it's going to be one entertaining fight to watch, especially also because of the fact that Jeremy Stevens, whenever he's fought, he's never really fought a cautious fight. He's not the type of fighter at all. And every every single time that Jeremy Stevens has fought on a card, it's been wild. And um, he, he, he comes all out and he doesn't hold anything back. And that's something that I really do admire in fighters. And I feel like we, we need to do this more often, especially in mixed martial arts, because sometimes people come out with a certain strategy that try to fight defensively and don't really, yeah, they don't really fight properly. They just want to win through points. But I feel like Jeremy Stevens is not that type of guy and uh, he will actually come out there guns blazing like always. 
So, yeah, man, please do make sure that you catch up with this fight um, happening this Saturday night at 8 p.m. Jeremy Stevens versus Yair Rodriguez in Mexico City. Okay. And also, that is not the only cool fight that is happening on this fight card. We also have Carla Esparza and Alexa Grasso fighting on the co-main event of the evening. And also, so many other great fights that, unfortunately, we just don't have time to talk about. But they're definitely, definitely interesting for sure. Okay. So, (laughs) unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys know me, I talk a lot. And what do I have to plug now? Oh, yes. So in case you want to catch up with our previous episodes, make sure you go to CFRU.ca. And you already know, you can also get a SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with with our previous episodes. And what else, man? Make sure you watch this UFC fight card in Mexico City at 8 p.m. this Saturday. And until next time, it's your girl Jenna right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.